Hey there, everyone. This is Zachary, the host of the Fat Love Talk podcast, your familiar voice, if you're a fan here. And uh, yeah, before we start the podcast today, I just want to do a follow-up from my two-part previous episode about how I lost my job. Uh, And I just want to say that there's been a lot of confusion because the HR lady from my previous job uh, told me that my HSA, my health savings account, was at a zero balance and there was nothing in there that my employer had taken everything. That's their words, not mine. Uh, so I took that as gospel and I got upset and I uh, it was less than desirable response um, from them. So I gave a less than desirable response when talking about it um, on my podcast. And uh, come to se- – oh, bleh, I can't talk right now because I'm – in the moment, uh, come to find out, I mean to say, I called the actual like HSA number and I logged onto the website and it turns out I have a 400 and something dollar balance and uh, they told me that that's never been changed. It hasn't been touched in a couple years um, and that money is mine. And so I can use it, and then when I'm done with that, I can you know cut the card in half and move on to using my new employer's HSA card and with something I will do. So I'm not worried about that. They said to keep my receipts if I do that, uh, just in case for tax purposes I get audited. Um, that's very smart of them to point that out because I might just use it to pay for my medication and go from there. Um, so it turns out I did not lose my full HSA, and it was not over a thousand dollars now here's where the confusion was i was told that my employer matched you know a certain amount uh it didn't match sorry let me rephrase that they added a a set dollar amount every single year when my benefits renewed um come to find out through my new job because the hr lady at my new job is very awesome and she broke it down for me that depends on the insurance plan I have. So because my current job offers two options here for a higher deductible and a lower deductible, if I pay the higher deductible, I will get a certain dollar amount put into my HSA at the start of every year. That's my money to do what I want with. But I'll have to pay an extra 1000 on my deductible every year. Uh, whereas if I do the thousand dollars less deductible, I will have the option to put into my HSA, but they will not contribute. So I'm assuming that that's what my previous employer did. They had, uh, insurance where I had a higher deductible and they put a certain dollar amount in. And because, uh, when I had my sleep study and I figured out that I had sleep apnea, um, I had a super high deductible and I was like, why in the hell is my deductible so high? So I, I, I swapped it to a lower deductible that following year and I liked that uh, new option. However, I probably didn't read the fine print and that's why I have a resting $400 balance in my current HSA for my previous employer. So that is going to clear up some confusion. I don't want anybody to grab their pitchforks and storm the gates um, because one, I, I just want to move past this. Okay. I really do. My previous employer ha- has not been the most, um, they just haven't been nice about the whole thing. Um, and by that, I mean, there's just been a lot of stuff that I don't agree with that's been happening. Maybe it's the professional way to go about it on their side, but I, I strongly 
and um, abhorrently disagree, and will have a sour taste in my mouth now about that uh, company for the rest of my life. Um, so anybody wants some free t-shirts, I got a bunch of merch from them that I will no longer be uh, wearing. Uh, <laughs> that being said, guys, wanted to jump on the podcast real quick, talk about this Claire, uh, sorry, Claire, pff, clear the air. And now that that's done, let's go ahead and jump into this episode of Fat Love Talk. Guys, I love you. Stay tuned for a great episode coming up, all right? Howdy, hello, friends, and possibly family. It was good. Uh, This is your host of Fat Love Talk, Zachary to the L-O-V-E. That's right. I'm back again. Episode 116. This thing don't stop. I wanted to do a podcast today because last night I finished um, the Disney Plus series National Treasure, uh, Edge of Secrets or whatever the heck it's called. It's not relevant. Never watching it again. And uh, from that comment, you can tell where this podcast is going. I would like to talk about why... National Treasure Edge of History on Disney Plus is the worst. And why you should just avoid it. Do not watch it. It's not even it's, it's it's one of those things where you start it and it's so bad that you have to finish it to see if it gets any better, knowing it probably won't, and just getting mad at the whole idea of whoever pitched this and the receiver who thought it was a good idea at Disney. Now now let's go ahead and just get this out of the way. Disney will do anything to earn a buck. All right, Disney is monopolizing the media market and they will do anything to pique your interest enough to spend some money on them, okay? This is why we've got the issue with uh, Marvel uh, and, and, and the comics and the way that, that some rights aren't yet with um, the main you know, MCU universe and some are just with Fox, like how Deadpool was separate, which I think they're trying to work something out to bring that over. Same with the X-Men. Whenever Disney gets involved with something, it could, it could, it could go one of two ways. It can either be stupendous, fantastic, wonderful, and a good time, or it can be horrendous, terrible, never should have happened. How did this get passed in a briefing or a pitch or however you want to, I don't know how this stuff works. I'm not, I'm not a Hollywood person as far as behind the scenes go. Uh, I just, I just wanted to come on my podcast to say it is abhorrently one of the worst, the spinoff things, creations that they've ever done. Like it's, it's <sighs> national treasure one is one of my favorite movies uh, from Nicolas Cage. He has a lot of good movies. Con Air is fantastic, so don't get me started on that. Um, I love Nicolas Cage, um, and he's he's always like excelled at what he does. And he is a good actor, whether or not people want to make fun of him for whatever reason. I think he's a great actor. And I loved the chemistry between him and his co-star, Riley, in the first movie. Um, now, um, the female actress whose name, both in the show and in real life, escapes me. I forget, and I do apologize. Um, she is awesome, and I really, really liked her chemistry and her acting chops with Nicolas Cage. So they decided, hey, let's do a second one. And uh, that movie was also good. It, it was relevant because it added to the story. 
but it didn't it didn't make some pointless treasure hunt that didn't make sense. It actually like tied in with the way the first one ended and some of the history behind and it was actually legitimate. Now, there were there were talks about a National Treasure 3 happening for ever and i guess nothing happened and then disney was like let's go ahead and steal their money another way so they decided to make a tv show called national treasure edge of history and riley pool does reprise his role but only in one singular episode whereas sandusky the fbi agent reprises his role in i think two episodes um, and we are going to be talking about heavy, heavy spoilers. So please know that going into this, I'm not going to hold back because I am disgusted at what Disney did to one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite movies. So let's just jump right into the spoilers. You've been warned. Click off the podcast. If you do not want spoilers, I'll give you five seconds. Four Three, two, one. You asked for it. Sandusky freaking went senile. That's how they wanted to go with this? Really? The first episode and the second episode, apparently he's going crazy and he's losing his mind and he had to leave the FBI and he has a caretaker and then he gets poisoned and killed. And he's murdered, but you don't find that out until later in the season, when in reality we all know ahead of the time that he is not just dying of natural causes. How convenient, if that were the case. Coincidence? I don't believe in coincidences, only divine happenings. Okay, so let's just get that out of the way right now. We are trying to figure out why this show was created. So we watched the first two episodes. We get hooked in. Okay, Sandusky shows up. Who is this woman who 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 is this in this irrelevant plot, just to be honest? Not, not to say that the actors and actresses didn't do a good job. They did the best they could with the piece of shit script that they were given. Absolute garbage writing. I don't know who wrote that script, but I could write a better script, and I work in the middle of the country doing a regular job, all right? And I could write a better script than whoever the frick got probably a degree in whatever they're doing. But they ain't doing nothing good with it because this script is garbage. Every episode is garbage. And I couldn't stop watching it only because it kept showing me new heights to how bad it could get. Just new heights to how bad it could get. I did not enjoy even a single moment of this show. Every character was unrelatable. Every character had unrealistic like skill sets for their age and for their capabilities. Every single character just didn't vibe or connect with each other in the ways that they should have. I think there was there was there was a few moments where I was like, that's believable. Quotations, I guess. It just does not make any sense to me. First of all, the main character has like a love interest and then it's like an off again, on again thing. And they hint at that. And then the guy ends up being with somebody else because, oh, this is the 21st century and I could have sex in a relationship uh, with somebody else and still be your best friend and swoon over you in the background. What the f- 
fuck, bro? I don't think that's a real thing. People who do that do not have successful relationships. Okay, that's not the way this works. And then they go ahead and throw a different male interest at the main actress, and then they end up being together. So then he has doeful eyes and breaks it off with this one girl that he was on the side with, and then he ends up being alone, which in my opinion is exactly how I saw that going. Because if he had gotten the girl at the end, I would have been like, bullshit it doesn't make any sense even if they've been best friends since they were like super itty bitty babies that does not matter you know you either are together at that point in your adult 20s or you're not you can't just swoon over somebody and they not know it's just not the way it works in reality look i say that from a perspective where i had a crush on the same girl for 10 years okay damn near decade of just romantic interest that I never acted on. And then eventually something happened. Why? Because it was an elephant in the room. We both had mutual feelings. And now guess what? I am probably going to marry that woman and be the happiest I've ever been in my life. You know what? That's great. But for a TV show where they did the exact damn opposite, it doesn't make any sense. Why that was even a, a thing in the scripting. Here's another thing. I know I'm jumping all over the place. The main actress has a roommate, and um, she is a super cool chick who can apparently hack shit, and she can apparently get into the uh, – she can grab like an antenna from an old box TV. And, oh, she knows all the flight plans of airplanes. That is terrorist-level ability. How do you learn that? You don't just get that skill overnight. And you sure as shit don't have the ability to do that without the FBI knowing about you accessing that and then tracking you down and handcuffing you and throwing you in a hole for a very long time where nobody can find you. This does not make any sense. Oh, and we haven't even gotten to the villain of the show. <laughs> Do you remember the guy, the side guy agent who was with Sandusky, who took the tip that the Declaration of Independence was going to be, you know, stolen? That's the guy who ends up being the surprise main villain at the end of the show. It's like, surprise! It was me the whole time! Why? He has no reason to be the bad guy. He was a clean FBI agent at the end of National Treasure, and he didn't even show up, as far as I can remember, in National Treasure 2. He might have. I think he had a cameo at the very beginning. But that's not the point. The point is, the female actress he worked with, nowhere to be found. But him, he worked his way up. Him, he has a great high position. And then, bam, he's the secret villain in the show, destroying history. What? How does that make any goddamn sense? I am so sorry for the cussing, but I can't control myself. I'm literally shaking as I discuss this. I'm like that 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 meme of Charlie Day from it's always sunny in California where he's looking at the board. He's like, it's all connected. Look at look at this. I don't know the thing. I never seen the episode, but I've seen the meme. Okay. The point is, I'm literally like, why did this happen? Why did this show happen? It makes no sense. And on top of that, there's another guy actor who's friends with the main actress who is was is not really dating the roommate actress. 
what? And he's a sneakerhead, so he's all about the sneakers, and he's woke. And I'm just like, I don't understand why they had to do this. This doesn't make any sense. He was actually pretty funny in some things, but it just doesn't make sense to me why they had to make the, the, the that character so stupid. There doesn't need to be a stupid person in every show just for comic relief or whatever. And then, oh, they have a serious moment later in an episode that's like, ooh, yeah, oh, we didn't expect that from this character. Come on. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, really, okay? Like, all of a sudden, he's not the funny guy, and he's the serious, I'm going to do shit and get it done kind of guy. Really? That doesn't track. And then the love interest for the main actress is apparently a musician because, God forbid, Disney have a show or a movie where somebody can't sing. Uh, apparently that's a mandatory requirement so the fact that i can't sing for shit means they're either going to auto-tune the hell out of my voice or they're never going to cast me one of those two things is going to happen oh i can't play an instrument either boom that's even harder for me to do anything not that i want to anyway but i'm just saying if you can't play an instrument if you can't sing you can't do shit for disney apparently because everybody has to have a music musical role there has to be a musician is what I meant to say. But you you have to have musical abilities in some fashion. And I'm just like, okay. So so the, the main roommate was like a hacker chick. And then her love interest and friend was a sneakerhead who's woke. And a white guy, the only white guy really in the show. One of the only white guys. There's a lot of white guys. But like, it's just like suspicious to me that he's one of the only ones. I digress. I won't talk about that any further. I just don't understand why they had to play the characters up the way that they did like the love interest for her is this like grizzled like oh my grandpa was sandusky and my dad was killed trying to be a treasure hunter and so i hate my grandpa and i don't want to ever be a treasure hunter and then lo and behold i'm a treasure hunter in the end my dad was was right my grandpa was murdered i'm redeemed what come on come on really it's it's not okay. It's not okay. Like, I don't... There were very loose tying threads in this show. And I, for one, did not like it. Okay? Now, everybody has their take. Somebody out there is going to be like, I liked it. It was good. It wasn't bad. It, was, it wasn't, like, five stars. Anybody who gives this show five stars immediately isn't my friend. Just... We have the wrong taste in shows. We have the wrong taste in music, probably. We have the wrong taste in interests. I mean, there's probably common ground. I believe in God, so I believe in giving people second chances. But it's going to be a long road for that person versus the alternative. I don't understand people who just waste time watching shows that don't add value to the original concept. If it had added original value and original concept to National Treasure 1 and 2, it would have been redeemable. It would have been awesome. And to be honest with you, I saw the trailer for this when it first got announced, and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I can't wait to see more National Treasure. And they played that cool Jerry Bruckheimer music where it was like, do 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 It's National Treasure music, and it's super cool. And I was like, oh, they're figuring out a clue. Play the National Treasure music. do 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 And it was awesome. And I did appreciate the score. It was really 
really good music. I'll say that. But there were some moments where they played a really like modern song that just did not fit. If you're going to do a show about history, you got to keep away some of the modern music that just takes away from the vibe of it all. Like there was a scene where they were they were trying to infiltrate the Alamo thing, and they they just. I just didn't like the songs that they played. And there was another part where they tried to say that Elvis Presley's great, great, great grandma, was, she knew Sacagawea and they had hidden clues to this ancient treasure. And it, it just did not make any sense. It was like a fever dream. Somebody got really, really high and wrote a script and thought, holy shit, with a few revisions, this could be something. Bro, put down the Taco Bell and go to bed. You should not have written any of this down, okay? We don't need this in our lives. And yet here I am, 10 episodes deep, wasted. And they put a huge-ass fucking cliffhanger at the end of episode 10 saying, will there be a season two? But <laughs> look at this tape I found in my grandpa's room. And I'm just like, really? They're going to try to attempt a season two. You know what? You know what guys? I don't even want there to be a season two. Why will my computer not work? Guys, give me a second. I'm trying to type up. Will there be a season two? But my computer is being slow as shit. Okay. Now. Okay. Will there be a. God dang it. Will there be a season two? two of national treasure on disney boom let's hit the enter button on that as it stands national treasure edge of history hasn't been renewed for season two february 1st 2023 thank you god they probably looked at the views for that and they were like this is underperforming i don't know why i did that so we're gonna go ahead and just throw a big axe at it because disney is so fucking good at canceling shows prematurely fox is actually really good at canceling shows prematurely if anybody knows anything about fox they know that prodigal son was the best show they had in the last decade and they fucking threw it under the bus after season two really really you're gonna keep on bullshit like farmer wants a wife but you're not gonna keep prodigal son which is an edgy cool dark show that had awesome actors and awesome scripting really bullshit on that but i digress um this has been a ramble and a rant of just why disney is failing and by that i mean with this particular show everything else is great mandalorian season two season th oh love it uh and uh, i'm really into uh, a lot of other disney plus stuff but it's just that this one show it just triggered me it just triggered my fucking just i loved the movie bone you know like nicholas cage should just never be a part of national treasure again at this point like honestly there was a part where Riley Poole called, you know, Ben Gates on his little cell phone and they had a little phone call and, and you couldn't hear the other side because obviously Nicolas Cage is, is off being a better person somewhere else doing whatever he does best. And uh, I just was like, why did Riley Poole agree to this? I know he's a smaller actor, I suppose. I haven't seen him in anything else. So I guess maybe he just took the role. But it's just like one episode is all you give him. Riley Poole was funny, and, and he was the hacker, and he was the cool guy in the movie, and he actually had a reason to be a part of that because him and Ben Gates were actually really close friends, and they started this treasure hunt years ago, and then they became buds even more, and then it's just like, this is awesome. I love Riley Poole, 
But they did my boy dirty when they put him in one episode and he, he almost died in that episode. It was stupid. And then they all they kill Sandusky? Really? And then that dude from the FBI is the villain? Really? I don't understand it. I don't like it. And please, if you have any 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 just like value for your time, don't watch National Treasure Edge of History. It's trash. It's not worth watching. There's a ton of shows out there that have a very bad first season or second season, but then like season three picks up and it's like, oh yeah, once you get to season three, it's a great show. It gets better. Just just get through the first two seasons and you'll be good. You'll be on the inside jokes with us. It's great. You'll love it. And that does stand to be the case. The Office had a rough couple of seasons and it was really awkward to watch Michael Scott the first couple seasons of The the Office. But season three and onward of The Office, I I don't know, man. I I liked The Office. It was really good. I liked Jim and and, and oh my God, Dwight was hilarious and Pam, I loved everybody. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that those actors and actresses' lives have been changed as a result of that show. For the better, of course, um, depending on how they like fame. But it's just like I really thoroughly enjoyed The Office, and I think that that show grew as it went on. But it was designed as a comedy, so you either like it or you don't based on the humor. And the first two seasons were just like really like in your face cringy. And I was just like, I'm so uncomfortable watching this. And that's why I ended up being like the first two seasons are great, but they're just not good. They're they're They really excels after that. And season three onward is just like banger after, you know, it's great. Uh, I loved the, the pranks that Jim played on Dwight. It was awesome. So if you want something to watch, if you really want to watch National Treasure, let me rephrase this just to get back on topic. If you really want to watch National Treasure, Edge of History, after listening to this podcast, if you have not yet watched it, go for it. I've done my thing 20 minutes on a podcast. You are you are determined to watch it. If you listen to 20 minutes of me ratting out all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't be watching it. And I didn't even get to the part where um, her dad died when she was young. And then, oh, no, he's not dead. He was pretending to be this other guy in Mexican prison. Uh, and she had to break her dad out of prison. And and I'm just like, really? I digress. If, if this didn't convince you to not watch it or at least to wait until season two or three or whatever, if that happens and it maybe gets better and I come back on the podcast to follow up saying, okay, guys, I know I talked shit on the first season of National Treasure Edge history, but it's actually getting better as the seasons get progressed. You know, then maybe at that point. But right now, guys, there's a ton of cool stuff on Disney Plus that you could be watching. There's a ton of great stuff. I've been really wanting to watch that Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur show, but I'm not a fan of the art style. But my favorite cards on Marvel Snap right now are Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Moon Girl doubles your – duplicates your deck. And then Devil uh, Dinosaur, He his card when you play it, um, I think it's a five, four or five-point card when you play it. And then it gets plus two power for every card in your hand. So Moon Girl doubles it. He plays it. Ba-bam! Back-to-back combo. And then you can win matches like a sucker. They aren't going to know what hit them. And I've I played a couple matches today on my lunch break at work, and I suck at them into thinking that they had security. False! I had the upper hand the whole time. Y'all were playing checkers. I was playing chess in 3D. Okay, so I <laughs> I digress. You can't you can't you can't handle me. Uh, and and all I'm spitting is my opinion. 
not even facts. I'm spinning my opinion. This is the Fat Love Talk podcast. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. And if you want more Fat Love Talk, there are 100 plus episodes out there for you to listen to at your leisure. No seasons, just a podcast on the go whenever I post it for however long I talk. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Eat your vegetables, guys. It's really, really important. Stay hydrated. Spring and summer are about to hit us, and we're going to have to stay on the uh, the water because you got to stay hydrated. And if you need some, get some Pedialyte. If you live in Kansas or Missouri or Oklahoma or any of the Midwestern states, you might be able to find the underbrand that I'm familiar with called Tippy Toes. Um, they're a comparable Pedialyte alternative that do not cost $8 a pop. Uh, I bought them at Hy-Vee for 2 for $6. So way cheaper and you still get hydrated. Make sure you drink enough of that to stay hydrated this summer, guys. Take care of yourselves. I love you and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your work week. I'll see you guys on the next episode of Fat Love Talk. Peace.